Hello everyone and welcome to What's Wrong with the Podcast. Today we're delighted to be talking to Katya Libin. Katya is the co-founder and CEO of Hey Mama. The Hey Mama co-founders set out to create what was missing in their own lives, a community of career-driven mothers who have each other's back and actively seek to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. Now with members in 11 cities across the U.S., Hey Mama is a league of unstoppable women growing stronger every day. Since the brand launched in 2014, Katya has fostered connection and community for working mothers, rapidly expanding a platform that provides support and resources to a demographic that for too long has been overlooked. What started out as a community to solve a deep personal need to feel connected has led her to a personal mission of having a career and motherhood work better together. Before her business baby, Katya began her career in partnerships where she was a top seller working with brands like Apple, Intel, and Condé Nast. Later, Katya went on to become the global director of sponsorships at Social Media Week, where she not only built custom partnership programs, but also supported in programming 5,000-person events at the intersection of technology and culture. Today, she draws on those experiences to create meaningful experiences tapping into topics from personal growth, business, mentorship, and more. Hi, Katya. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So do tell us about yourself and how you uh, got to create Hey Mama. Mm. Uh, how much time do we have? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a bit about me. I am pretty much a native New Yorker. I immigrated to the U.S. when I was three years old from Russia. Um, I grew up with a very strong mother who was incredibly driven and ambitious, but not really able to recognize her full dreams and potential, uh, given how much she sacrificed for us to move here. Uh, so I think she channeled all of that dream and ambition into us and kind of a belief in ourselves that we could try to find a path that that um, really lit us up. And I'm so grateful to her because she's always nurtured and encouraged me along the way and my sister as well, who's also an entrepreneur. Um, so we grew up in Queens, uh, probably the, the melting pot of New York. And uh, over the course of my career, I found myself being really drawn to community. Um, I worked at a company before Hey Mama called Social Media Week that I found really interesting that was connecting community around social media and technology. And then I became a mom and my whole world really shifted. And I started to just say like WTF many, many times a day. Um, as I started to question where my place was and where the community was for me as a modern mother that was both uh, trying to raise a child and also nurture a career, um, where was that space for me to go? Where, where, was, where were the women for me to meet? And when we didn't really quite find that, uh, my best friend and I started Hey Mama back in 2014 um, to really set out and build this, this global village for working moms. That's uh, amazing. So I want to go back to what you said about um, how you felt on like, where was your community, right? I find this fascinating because we know there's a lot of working moms out there, but it's sort of, um, and also there's a lot of fellow female working people out there that we would expect uh, support from too. So why do you think like, so, that like working mom group is sort of almost like you don't feel the necessary support that you always uh, 
look for when you become a mom and like moving forward like there is some there is this gap which we cannot describe uh, or I, I can't describe why that's happening and um also the support just simply from colleagues who are potentially even if they're male maybe parents and also women that might be mothers soon so why do you think that gap happens or you felt so isolated and not a part of a community even though it is very much common within workforce. Mm. Well, my experience is different than others. I think a lot of women experience a different range of feelings um, depending on their company and the makeup of their boss and their colleagues and um, how many men or women there are in that specific environment. For example, like my co-founder uh, was working at Hearst and she was an editor at Cosmopolitan. And so she'd never had a male boss in her entire life. It was all women. Uh, they were extremely supportive and understanding, you know, so she didn't have that sense of isolation that I think I had, but those were work friends and, and there's a different dynamic. I think that you experience at work than maybe your, your whole self that right. you have out of work. Me, on the other hand, I worked at a startup tech company and I was the first mom ever at the company. So they didn't even have a maternity policy. So talk about oh, just, no. <laughs> there was no one. And these were all, I was fairly young too for New York city standards. And these were all like young guys in their 20s. They had no idea how to support me. They just cared for me and wanted me to, to thrive, but they didn't really um, have that, that personal experience to give me advice. And I, I needed advice. Like I was the one posting at three o'clock in the morning being like, is this normal? What's going on? You know, like, <laughs> why is she still hungry all the time? Even though I just breastfed her for an hour and a half and she's still crying. This doesn't make sense. I, I was just like thinking there might've been yeah. a motherhood manual that maybe I just didn't get with my baby that someone else possibly had an insight into. Um, so early stage motherhood, I think just comes with loads of questions, but also loads of misconceptions and perceptions around what motherhood might feel like for a woman that until you're going through it yourself, you don't know whether you're going to be depressed or happy or overwhelmed 100%. or sleep deprived or, or all of these things are a combination. Um, so I think the gap is in the workforce from um, potentially it can lead from, you know, either a lack of empathy or understanding or just a really clear way that that employers and employees are trained on how to speak and interact with moms and i think in in your kind of local community it's just so much harder to make friends than one would think it should be so simple but the truth is you're not going to the playground yeah. being like hey i see you have a baby over there <laughs> I like your outfit, yeah. you know, like especially the busier the city is, the harder it gets. Like New York, like as as much as you see a lot of people, it becomes that hard to make those personal connections. Absolutely. So, yeah. But it's so interesting you pointed out like we don't know what to expect until you become a mom. And that is, I guess, like the biggest challenge, right? Like you even don't know what you're gonna be when you become a mom. And like it's so hard to uh, have others empathize who are not uh, moms or uh, who are men, you know, that are not going to go through that. Um, like, I remember uh, a, a friend of mine who was also a co-founder at the time of a startup that we we're doing had, had a baby. And then um, I remember these times where like he got really sick. So she would run to the hospital. Like I would always cover for her, obviously, like, yes, you have to take care of your child. Like I could support her in that sense. But 
even when I felt like I was empathizing with her situation, like, oh my God, her son is sick, that's so bad. I could not understand her headspace. Like, what, how could she feel in that moment? Or I think my biggest awakening one time was that I went to her place so that we can work together on something. So it's more convenient for her. And then while I was there, she was like, oh, when you're here, I'm just going to take a quick shower for seven minutes. I'll be back. Can you like uh, check out? I'm like, sure. And then I was realizing, oh my God, she doesn't have the 10 minutes. Like, I think that was like immersing myself into her life was really my awakening of like, wow. Like I really uh, underestimate her efforts because like she's actually making this work despite she couldn't have time to shower today. Um, so that's why like going back to empathy is actually super hard and unless it's like embedded within the culture of uh the company or like there's non-stop awareness sessions or like empathy sessions which we know there is not in companies like it is almost impossible to achieve that so i guess like going back to hey mama how do you create your own community and make sure you have your support network even though you don't necessarily always see that in work environment yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think there's the company overall and what we're doing to build community for our members. And then there's me as an individual and what actions I take every day to build my community as, as a woman and as a, a human and what kind of connection I feel like I need to enrich my life. Um, so I'll start with Hey Mama. We really build the entire community under the, the, the thesis and the premise that we're all collectively stronger together. And that this rising collective could, could help advance us all in a way that has a lasting impact on our lives and our communities and our kids, our society as a whole. So in order for moms to thrive, we need them to be able to build their networks, get quick answers to questions, know who to turn to when they need help, have a shoulder to lean on, uh, be inspired and spiritually nurtured. You know, so it's kind of this whole mama concept of like, how do we feel um how do we feel complete and a little bit more supported as we're going through something that's incredibly challenging day to day you know so it's like not to sound um me time it's not just me time it's kind of absolute necessity carving out space time for me to be a <laughs> yeah. good good person and a better parent and a better um and a and a better boss or a better leader uh, so we really want to infuse as much as possible into our members so that they have that, their kind of, their cup is a bit more full because we know that they are being pulled in a million directions. Um, our approach to that is through inspiration and programming of how do we bring voices and conversations and topics to them that they might not have time to learn about, but they come to Hey Mama and they know that we're going to bring them the knowledge that they need to maybe kind of have something click that ends up impacting their way of being or their way of working or uh, solving their business challenges. Um, we match them. We really are focusing a lot on how do we help our members connect more and getting into this place of being um, not limited by our location. This is one of the beautiful things about COVID right now. It's so apparent to us that where we live actually has such, such little impact on who we can connect with. But so often we're like, oh, you know, you, you're connecting with your local moms or in your community or in your city. There might be an amazing mom in Nashville and in Pittsburgh and in LA that these women would never meet. But because of Hey Mama, we have 2,500 plus members. They're able to come together on various different levels. Um, and then I think from there, it's about, you know, 
seeing someone else do something awesome reminds you that your dream of doing something awesome is pretty normal. You know, it's, it's when you're always the big thinker and the creative one, and that's constantly like pushing for the stars and trying to make all these things happen. And maybe someone's told you in your life, like, wow, you, you know, you really have some crazy ideas. <laughs> uh, there you are again, trying to help me, you know, figure out how to make my business better. But I think there's this archetype around the, the thinker, the doer, the, the, the person that's not holding themselves back. And that is such a core tenant of what we see within our members that when they see another woman, that's that they may be new when she started and they see her progress throughout her career, there's a feeling of celebration when we can collectively achieve our goals and knowing you know, before I started Hey Mama, I knew zero women that had a $10 million a year business, even just that, that number. I knew none of them personally. And now through building the community, not that it's about a specific revenue goal, but I've met women that have run a billion dollar company, a hundred million dollar company. I just started and they make the most gorgeous thing ever. And I think that reminds me that no matter what my dream is, it's attainable because I've seen women that I yeah. could touch and, and see and talk to that have done it. Uh, whatever your career career path may be, you need examples. Um, so that's really important. And then as a personal community member, um, this is where I kind of struggle with, with that I'm too busy in the time where community, I believe, can give us so much back when we invest in it, just like we invest in meditation and working out. I think building community is a similar muscle that we need to take time and intention to do. And when we do it, we end up getting the payback in spades because it's long-term investments that have long-term impact, relationships that have high return over a long period of time, because you can then constantly go in and kind of um, build with those people. It's a long-term industry. You're not just getting into your career for a year to make money and to go. You're trying to get into your industry to make a long-term impact. So the way that we look at community right. building and relationships really needs to, in my opinion, be a big more at the forefront as being part of our daily routine to get out and to give back so we can see it all kind of come back our way. Yeah. And I think like, that's why platforms like Hey Mama matter so much because you kind of, in order to do that investment and give time to the community, you need the opportunities to be able to do so, right? So those events that are planned throughout Hey Mama or like opportunities to connect with other members, like that is so crucial. I, I think like I cannot speak enough to like how important the community is. And now being a member of Hey Mama, I'm actually seeing that it's so much more than just asking for like, oh, like is using a pacifier normal? Like you, you have a million questions that you just shove away because you feel like you cannot ask the people or you can't find the people like you or the same mindset that you can sort of do a heart to heart with. Um, and I want to also give an example of like how that instant communication is so important. So I actually want to give a shout out to Hey Mama's Slack channel, which I'm an avid Slack user just because it's business of our nature. And um, it, I love it so much <laughs> that I don't have to like email someone or sign up on the platform and find something like a submit a form. Like it's just like, I heard something, this might be amazing for you guys, here you go. Or like, I have a question, here you go. Like it really enables that without sort of also not, you know, 
interrupting anyone's privacy like i'm not calling people or messaging people but it's a channel for like open communication and um that's why i want to like not only through events and a platform i think you guys do it in such like multi-sided platforms that really enables that like all levels of communication you might need with other moms so huge thank you for that i'm so glad to so, hear that <laughs> yeah i just wanted i mean you're you founded this so i wanted to also give like a member point of view too and i think that is something that i really really enjoy um, because also like you know you might miss events you can get mail but you might not be able to real read read all the emails because you're so busy yeah. right so but the slack channel is really like okay it's the messaging like i'm not really i feel like i could achieve that and that i've already been very active with even though i'm like a member for like maybe two months now i can't even remember but yeah so that i just wanted to share um so i guess to that too like can you I want to sort of like, um, we talked about community as one of the big solution, right? Like community support. What other things you think is very, very crucial for working moms? And if you think of like some practices that other companies do, feel free to like mention those or um, anything you want to integrate into Hey Mama in the future too that you think might be crucial for working moms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so I think working moms is it's such a broad category, right? There's so many different types of working moms and in full transparency, I think Hey Mama's community is ideal for professional moms, you know, meaning uh, moms that are typically in business, growing businesses or in, in, um, in a more, in a setting of that nature. Uh, we tend to index a lot higher for founders and entrepreneurs, and we have about 30% of our members are in, are in corporate, or uh, we also have attorneys and lawyers and all sorts of different, it's, it's a cross-discipline. Um, but I say that because I think that, that those experiences are very different and what we can do to support women at those different types of journeys. For example, in, in corporate, as I've spoken to HR leaders and kind of talked to them about what Hey Mama does and, and how we could support I think a really big challenge for them is um, having a space for open, vulnerable communication in a work setting where they, for so long, we kind of put up these walls in our work selves. And I think one of the great things about COVID is it's kind of tearing some of those walls down where it might be the end of perfection. With the dog like bombing Zoom or like you, like I'm talking in that storage setup, you talking in the headboard setup, you know, like I think all of these experiences made us real human. Again. Exactly. It's like the end of perfection as we know it. Um, so I think some of those walls might come down, but just giving women that space where they could connect and then also giving them the policies and education of those policies and training other team members about what that means and know these women are not out on vacation because they took a three month maternity leave, you know? So I think it's about workplace education. It's about middle managers and at the managerial level, really, um, uh, really embracing some of the policies as opposed to them kind of just being there, but then they're not actually implemented or people are made to feel bad. Right. Um, it's about having a humanity and an understanding of what these women are going through so that you could have that empathy as a boss, as a leader. If you have someone on your team and you know that they are just coming back, I've seen incredible companies that match them up with a buddy program. Um, I've seen companies, you know, we're talking about like women's circles within that environment. And then just giving, like investing in your corporate programming. You know, we... Uh, so much of workplace productivity is based on how much are we able to truly 
focus on the task at hand without being distracted with the thing that we need to do for our kids or, you know, the way that we feel um, completely overworked or we're exhausted. And if you have a space to just talk it out, that's why like therapy and, and circles and we've been gathering in, in circles as tribes since the beginning of time. Like it's basically right. six people in front of a fire with a stick. You pass the stick when you talk. This has been happening forever. It doesn't happen as much in a corporate environment. It's not as normal to bring that woo-woo into corporate. So I think the corporate needs to get a little more, they need to get a little bit more spiritual because this whole, they want you to bring your whole self to work. But part of that means also investing in kind of our mental, our, our mental health. Um, for, for entrepreneurial moms, I think that it's a perception around capability and um, ability to thrive, especially fundraising is really hard when you're a woman overall, when you're a mom, I think it's even harder. Um, I think it's just redefining what it means to be a working mom for Hey Mama. It means that when you see a, a working, uh, an entrepreneurial mom, you don't tell her, oh my God, I don't know how you do it. Like you have all these kids, you must be absolutely exhausted or even things like that. You say, if anyone can do it, it's you. Like you are so well equipped to get this job done. You are the best leader possible to build this organization. The skills that you've gained at home probably make you incredible at your job. The more kids you have, the better you are at managing people. Like let's reframe the conversation. So, true. so it's not this like, oh my God, you're, you know, it's just like, duh. That you're makes functioning. Sense. That makes <laughs> yeah. sense. That should be the, the, the big takeaway. You meet an, a successful entrepreneur that's a parent and you say that makes a ton of sense as expected. I love that so much. I love the like reframing of the conversation and like our mindset, even as women that needs to change because we do it to each other too, yeah. like without even realizing. We and do. it is so, it is so true. Like I personally, I became more focused and a better time manager after I become a mom because I don't have the luxury to not to be so, you know, like I, if I have extra time, I want to spend it with my daughter. If I don't, then I need to get this work done at this time. So I became so efficient, which didn't exist before. Like it just, it's like I have a new gene right now because you're sort of, you're so immersed into your children's well-being and future that you want the best for them. So therefore you have the, even the bigger motivation to be better at work too, right? So I think that is something that is already very much missed. I mean, you may be tired, right? But I, that might be, that, is, that has to be seen more like a side effect rather than the main thing. That's true. Like That's I, exactly it. it yeah. It's this conversation um, where sometimes our biases can go in and I think it's kind of like, oh, how many different ways can we complain about the same thing? But then we, can we use that as a connection point? And I think that's okay because truly when someone says like, oh, I don't know how you do it, they are trying to give that person a compliment. So the intention behind the words yeah. is very positive. Um, yeah. But I think what we're also saying to each other when we do that is what you're doing is somehow not normal or what you're doing is somehow unexpected or, you know, not of the, of the ilk of what a mom would normally do. And right. in bigger cities, New York, LA, San Francisco, all these bigger cities, we're completely in a bubble. 
about working motherhood. I think that it really changes when you go outside into these, in not just middle America, but smaller communities where there might be like a handful of working moms. And they feel so much more isolated because they're hardwired to be driven. So part of it for me that I get excited about is when I meet other women where I know that it's like, they're built that way. You know, we're all built a certain way. And obviously some things we, some women, you know, are driven by different things, you know, maybe it be yeah. finances, personal success, skill, or, or craft that we want to perfect, or we just want to kind of achieve this specific goal. But I think many of us are, are wired for work in a really great way where we have a lot we want to achieve. We're super capable. We have problems that we want to solve that we think only we can solve. And we found this kind of lane for ourselves. And um, can you just imagine if you were the only person like that in your entire <laughs> neighborhood? You'd feel so weird. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, isolation, one thing, and even maybe in some of those communities, judgment also comes, right? Oh, you're working? You know, like that is a whole other level that I don't like. I have huge appreciation for moms for like dealing with that on a day to day. But I guess I want to go back to sort of like to reflect on ourselves too, in order because it has to start with us in order to have people who do not have children or not going through the same thing to even have better empathy for ourselves. And I think it really. Uh, I, I I came to realization of like one thing where like when I became a mom. I really like decided and this it didn't come in naturally like I have to admit that like I I went through a phase where I wouldn't bring up that I had a baby four months ago or like I would hide that or I wouldn't even like talk about like I had to do that submission 4 a.m in the morning because I was up all night because I wanted to be seen equal right and treated equal um and then maybe after a year later at a talk I decided to be become like okay There are so many entrepreneurs in this room. I really have to be honest. Like I cannot pretend like it's not going to be hard, but it is doable and you're actually better for it too. So after a while, like I built the confidence to sort of be very honest and transparent about maybe challenges that could come about, but how you should seek out help and how you could still overcome that and be even better than what you were before. So I, and I'm seeing this, now that I'm like more aware of it, I see so many moms, like maybe if you're like early in your career, if you're working at a big corporate, like you said, like if you have just males around you, maybe you're even more uh, self-conscious about this, but I've, I see women who are like at very higher positions, way more into their careers, like they've, they've achieved so much, they're looked up to, and there is tendency to behave more like men than their real selves. So that maybe that's how they got there. I don't know what it is, but I feel like that is not necessarily paving the way for women who are like trying to make it in the beginning and like want to believe in themselves. So I really want to use this as an opportunity. And we talked about like reframing the conversations and embedding this humanity back into the corporate life. Like welcome women who feel more comfortable in their workspace to be more open and transparent about whether that's motherhood, whether that's like female life in general and our expectations around us, like, oh, you're a mom. Oh, you're not a mom yet. Like everything, right? Like just having so much expectations around 
be more open and transparent and supportive to one another so that like we cannot expect from men if we're not doing to each other first at the first place. So I think that is so, so crucial, which is why I also love Hey Mama, because it just like, it, it, it does change sort of the image around working mom or like the prejudices around working mom. And I think that is so important for so many women who had to pretend that they're not a mom out there to sort of start changing their own mindset and like be more open so that women who just become moms are not freaking out at their careers. And I think maybe when you're your own boss, it's a little bit easier to say this. Um, but also that comes with other challenges. As you said, like maybe you cannot raise funding because you're seen as like someone who, who can only allocate a certain amount of time during your day. But just like we have to start ourselves and have open conversations. So we need to break those prejudices and like perceptions around working moms in general. Just wanted to point out there. And that's why I wanted to, I guess, thank what you're doing so that you can achieve that level of conversation of like, hey, we are in all sorts of businesses. We're at all sorts of like success levels. This is one part of our lives, but it's not necessarily our entire identity. So um, that is really, really important. Thank you so much. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that there's, um, there's such a power in knowing that there's thousands of other women that although they might not be exactly like you, you know, we're all so different, but we all are very unified in so many of the same things, you know, and uh, I think that reframing of what being successful as a working mom or, or, or what that means is part of like the long-term, long-term vision where Eventually, we hope motherhood will be seen as an asset instead of a, a liability. Yes. And I guess with that, that ties perfectly into where I was going to ask an advice from you. But we talked about reframing. So I think that was definitely one piece of advice. But any other advice you have for, let's say, especially for new moms who feel like the world is, you know, is just like collapsing on them. And also um, any mom that is starting their own business or like, pushing for something in their own uh, business environment. Yeah, uh, so I'll start with the new mom piece. And I have to admit, I am so far from new mom land. My daughter is going to be <laughs> nine next month, nine years, oh not nine God. months, nine Congrats. years. Uh, so I, I, I wanna say this with a grain of salt that like maybe being a new mom has shifted even now comparatively to when I was, when I was going through it. But um, I think, you know, the things that remain true for everyone is find a group of women that you can ask questions to at all times of the day. Um, don't be scared in, in saying you are overwhelmed. I think that's very normal. Um, from a workplace setting, it's so tricky because there's no like technical maternity leave for entrepreneurs. So I, I'm very hesitant to give like blanket statements, like take all the time you need, or, you know, make sure not to put too much on your plate and savor every moment. Like I really want to stay away from anything cliche of that nature. I think that the realities are if you're a sole entrepreneur, you're building your business and things still have to go on, you're going to end up working a lot sooner than you had thought. You know, you're going to end up being involved in emails and that's when there may be that period of feeling like you're not truly getting the maternity leave that other corporate moms might be getting because there's no one to, you know, if you're not doing it, nobody's doing it. Um, it depends on which stage of business you are. If you're at a later stage business where even you have a team, even a few other people, 
they will 100% rise to the occasion and help be there for you. And we'll, we'll try to kind of take as much off your plate. So my advice, if you, if you do have a small team is to, um, try to adequately predict that, that you're going to have to just set lower expectations for several months of time and, and know that going in. So you can't expect to like go in and, and be like, we're going to do the same exact amount that I was doing before, but now I'm just not here for 50% or 75% of the time and 100% of the time I'm completely not here. So there will be no period yeah. in that first three months that you are 100% focused on work. You will be kind yeah. of thinking about it, but kind of also thinking about your baby that you need to you know, survive and thrive. Um, so you know, to, to boil that down for small business entrepreneurs, lower expectations, um, set the stage, make sure that you're adequately preparing if it's just you on your own, same thing, lower expectations, <laughs> um, lower expectations. You know, they say you can't get the time back. You really can't do your best. Lean on your partner, lean on your community, lean on whoever that can offer you help. Um, and then for moms in corporate, I'd say that the advice is just to take advantage. Like you have a company that's literally paying your maternity leave. You have the luxury of being compensated. There are so many women out there that have to go back to work within three to four weeks because they literally need to put food on the table. I think we all need to take a big step back and take a lot of gratitude every day for the luxuries that yeah. we have because it can always be so many steps worse. And when I ever, when I feel shitty, I literally just think about all the, the, the gratefulness to feel shitty at that moment for what I'm feeling is a luxury. It's a first world luxury of, so, so that's, a, so true. yeah, that's kind of my advice on that side. And then you had a second follow-up to your question uh, for advice for new entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, so much on this. I mean, it has never been easier and harder to start a business than right now. So I think that's a huge dichotomy is it's, it's a crazy time. We're in COVID landscape, you know, pop pocketbooks are tightening up in all different ways. Consumer habits are changing. The world has changed more in two months than it's probably changed in 25 years. And, and so quickly, yeah. my biggest piece of advice is go into a high growth industry. Do not go into mm -hmm. industries where problems have already been solved and already been completely fleshed out. And you are just copying someone's exact business. So think about that, you know, unless you're trying to do something in a different way to solve a unique problem and give a market really what it needs that it doesn't have, you're going to find a cap to what you're able to achieve. So if you want to go out and really build a big business, then you need to solve a big problem and you need to think about what really um, are kind of emerging industries. And sometimes those tend to be less lifestyle, fashion, um, you know, product focused and, you know, there's tons of industries that are growing right now that need more, more big minds. And um, that's harder to do. It takes a lot longer to find a unique problem, but if you invest more into the problem you're solving and really like nailing down what you can do there, I think the payout ultimately um, is much bigger because you'll achieve a lot more scale. I love that. That's great advice. We do have to be mindful of uh, not for like future trends, but like considering today and how today is going to shift our entire understanding of future too. So 
Thanks so much for that. And thank you so much for joining us today. This was such a treat. Uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan anyway, but I think this was so important to sort of get a little bit more insight into not only like how um, we need to change our mindsets around uh, working moms or parents, but also how do we uh, be more empowered through community and how that could be applied to not only just in this concept, but in different fields as well. We're just, we're social beings anyway, and we're better off when we have the support of our community. So thanks so much for all of that. Thank you so much for having me. And if there's anyone that's listening, that's a mom and this speaks to you, definitely encourage you guys to check it out and apply on the site. Feel free to mention this podcast. Uh, we'll make sure to get your application through if you're coming. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you are exactly the type um, of mother that, <laughs> that, that hey, mama, yeah, that our community would resonate with you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. Welcome to the What's Wrong with Synopsis. Motherhood in the U.S. has changed in many ways over the last 100 years. Mothers today are more educated than ever before, and a majority of women with children are in the labor force, with more women serving as their family's primary or sole breadwinner. All this being said, the U.S. still does not offer paid family leave for all workers. Additionally, childcare is often unaffordable, inadequate, or unavailable. Parents face work hours that are unpredictable and long, topped with rising health and housing costs. According to the Department of Labor Statistics, 57% of all women participate in the labor force. Of these women, 25.1 million are working mothers with children under 18 years old. Even in an era where women make up more than half of the U.S. workforce and men are more involved in housework and childcare than ever before, the majority of Americans see many different pressure points for women in today's society. Recent data from the Pew Research Center finds that about half of U.S. parents say working makes it harder for them to be good parents, and about the same amount say they feel like they're not giving enough at work. All women are told that the experience of being a new mother will bring unparalleled levels of joy, love, and connectivity. While this is true for many new mothers, there is another emotion that accompanies motherhood that is more often than not unmentioned. Loneliness. Research conducted by Action for Children found that 52% of new parents felt both lonely and socially isolated. Loneliness and isolation for working moms is on the rise as more and more women are juggling responsibilities of their career and parenting. Feeling isolated is only one of the many adjustments women face when they transition from being childless professionals to working mothers. Joining a networking support group like Hey Mama helps mothers receive support and encouragement from a network of like-minded professional mothers who understand them. To learn more, visit heymama.co. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tune in next week for a new episode. For more details on our guests, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. For more information on our events and podcasts, visit us at whatswrongwith.xyz.